Why didn't I bet on them like Professor Pigskin told me to? Who's Professor Pigskin? He's a pig who can predict football winners in advance. How is that possible? Because he's got something no gambler's ever had. A system. And let's go. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Trevor Lawrence, horrendous first half. Great second half. They'll let him throw again. Wide open, Debo Samuel. Got a block from George Kittle. Debo Samuel, there he goes. Foot on the gas, all the way. Touchdown, San Francisco. A 74-yarder. First and ten for the end zone. Oh, it's Gabe Davis. Did he get the feet down? Yes, he did. That Big is a game, game. You said it. Game, game. Somewhere James Worthy is smiling. Big game, James. Big game, Gabe. And that was unbelievably well done on both sides, receiver and quarterback. Clips courtesy of Fox Sports, NBC, CBS, I think. I think I cover them all, and we're in the basement of the basement. We got our little satellite antenna TV over there of WCP T820 in Chicago. This is the Sports Cubicle, where Paul Shavari is making fishy noises for whatever good reason. Drip, drip. There's a leak in here. You're just drooling over the rat wings I have prepared for us today. You said you like them. The tails are like a really good bone. You got a good sauce on this. I got to admit. This is the Sports Cubicle, if I have not said that yet. You know you know the drill here. We're having a nice little playoff party over here. I made some nice good rat wings. I got a little bit of hair gel dip that... Paul, did you double dip in there? I'm double dipping. You double dipped in my hair gel? <laughs> Dude, you know how much these chips cost me? Hey, you know, it's uh, you got to get your own dip next time then. I just found the crumbs through the little ceiling hole. I'm not even sure if those are chips, Paul. Come on. But there's a lot of playoff football here and a lot of crazy stuff going on. A lot of expected stuff here. I mean, there's been, we've already seen a few comebacks I did not think were going to happen. Yeah, what about that Jaguars game last night? Uh, I was getting ready to say Trevor Lawrence needs to shave his head if he can't throw the ball straight, but Jesus. And of course the Chargers choked like we thought they would. Uh, San Francisco looking good. Hey, Brock, Brock Purdy's already on a better trajectory than Tom Brady to start his career. They didn't have to make up a rule in order for him to win yesterday. Oh, okay, this is just because Tom Brady faced the Raiders like 20-something years ago now. Paul, let it go! Yeah, we actually have a really good show here because our good friend Christian Simpson from the Daily Blitz has given us a nice little playoff preview, I guess we can call it, even though we're two days into playoffs. Yeah, you're going to hear what we thought before the playoffs started in case you're wondering what you're, uh, in case you're wondering why we don't know the outcomes. You know, we're, we're going to sound like buffoons, so Mercado, take this away. Take the blow away. Make You sound like a buffoon now. It's a tradition unlike any other. We get to see who's right, who's wrong, who's smart, who's dumb, who gets to be the king of predictions this NFL playoff season. And it is time to make our predictions here on the Sports Cubicle. It is the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It is Paul Shavari, Devin Tingo. I'm Mike Mercado. And we have made it to Super Wild Card Weekend. We have made it to Super Bowl season. The NFL playoffs are here. There are some intriguing matches. 
matchups, and we are going to break down, make our predictions for the first week of the playoffs, and then make our NFC-AFC championship game matchups and Super Bowl predictions. And it has been very fun the last few years doing the show with everybody here, with all you amazing listening audience, because we have seen some great predictions being made. We have seen some awesome guesses be made and some great games, but we are here to see if we can do it again, if we can sound smart once again, and I think we're going to start off with Dev. Dev, there are some really fun matchups. You have Jacksonville, Los Angeles Chargers, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Dolphins, Bills in the AFC side with the Chiefs on a bye. You have yourself the Cowboys and Buccaneers the Giants, Vikings, the Seahawks, and Niners on the NFC side with the Eagles on a bye. What is the game? What is the matchup? What is exciting you about this wild card weekend before we get into predictions? Well, I mean, just it's definitely kind of a nice time. This is the part of the playoffs where you really see it's like what teams deserve to be here and what teams just kind of get out here by dumb luck here. So you can either see some really good games or some really good blowouts here. And I think one of the games, as you briefly mentioned, I'm really interested in is the Jaguars versus Chargers, as you have two really young quarterbacks that are kind of, this is, you know, at that point, I mean, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been here nearly as long as Justin Herbert, but this is definitely, I mean, vice versa. This is definitely the time where it's like these guys really want to put up or shut up, try and get, you know, a little past those rookie contracts in the next few years here. And I guess especially Trevor Lawrence, who him and the Jaguars had a really pretty bad season last year. And definitely a team that can turn around. It's like, hey, look what a team is able to do with their first-round draft pick. Mm, sorry, sorry. Poor shadowing on the next season. We're still in playoffs here. And definitely the uh, Patriots versus um, – I'm sorry, the uh, Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. I think that'll be another really interesting one is we're going to see did, does Tom Brady snap into regular old Tom Brady mode? Are the Dallas Cowboys really what they play him to be? Uh, are the Dallas Cowboys really what they say they are? Or are they going to choke here? And I used to always joke back when Brady was on the Patriots, the people, it's like, if the Patriots and the Cowboys met in the Super Bowl, who would you cheer for and who would you boo? And here we are getting that as just, you know, <laughs> one of our wild card weekend playoff games. But still, it's like, okay, what's America going to do? Who's really America's most hated and really America's team? I, I, and it's funny you mention uh, the Patriots with a Freudian slip because of Tom Brady, and it's actually a, a good jumping-off point for my thought these entire playoffs. And even what I think might be my predictions as we move forward is Tom Brady being on this 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 road right now. I've been saying since maybe September, October, November for a while now that don't let Tom Brady in the playoffs and don't let him have an easy road to the Super Bowl. And as we're breaking down these brackets, it might be just one of those Tom years. But before we get to the marvelous one of what he's looking forward to and we make our actual predictions, uh, Paulie Dangerous, what has you excited about Wild Card Weekend? A lot of great matchups, a lot of superstars. What what has you going? Well, you know, to piggyback off of uh, Devin saying Chargers-Jaguars, I think everyone's looking at that matchup as as probably the, the most interesting because you don't know which direction it's going to go. But I'm looking forward to maybe an upset in the NFC. I think as far as the AFC, I think everyone's expecting Bengals and Bills to be there. We know the matchup with the Chargers-Jags. But you know, can Tampa Tom win at home against a Cowboys team that's been up and down this year? Do the Giants have enough to take uh, Minnesota? Is Minnesota that scary of an NFC team? And then Brock Purdy, the perfect streak going with the 49ers. Sure, the the Seahawks could be an interesting upset, but I think we're going to get at least one, maybe two upsets out of those three games on the NFC side. 
It's going to be so exciting. That's what we love about Wild Card Weekend. Marvelous. Before we make our picks, what has you excited about Super Wild Card Weekend? Well, I like the uh, when the teams are playing for the third time, like Seahawks and 49ers, which starts it off tomorrow or on Saturday, depending upon when you're listening to me. And then I, I also like the fact that the uh, the, ja- the Jaguars and the Buccaneers are at home with uh, because they earned it by winning their division, and they're both playing teams that are arguably better because they have better records, but they're both hot. So I think it's like a nice little twist to have these, these AFC and NFC South winners from weak divisions hosting against Dallas and the Chargers, respectively. And those games should be quite interesting. And, you know, the best thing is that it's going to be Mr. Al Michaels covering the Jaguars-Chargers game. Uh, he's coming back to NBC on Saturday night, so that should be kind of cool, too. I'm looking forward to that. And I think everybody's looking forward to getting to playoff football. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it on last week's edition of the Sports Cubicle after everything that happened with Demar Hamlin. And now that we're at this end of it and people are, are now aware of the, how important CPR is and what the signs of cardiac arrest and all these other things to have football and concentrating on the best of the best and who's going to get to the Super Bowl, who's going to get the chance to hoist the Vince Lombardi Trophy. It is an exciting time, and I think it is time now to make the predictions, to go out on a ledge, to put our feet to the fire. We will go around the room, and we will go through the wild card. And after the wild card weekend, we will make our NFC and AFC championship game predictions, and then our Super Bowl predictions. Because again, if anything blows up this coming up weekend, A, fun, but B, it blows up our entire bracket. So why don't we try to see if we could get this correct? We will start off with the guys on the phone. We will start with the marvelous one. We will start with the Oracle, Dan Marver. Marvelous. Who do you have? Jaguars or Chargers? Jaguars, but I, I also I'm going to tell you that the Bills, that's going to be the Bills and the Bengals playing in Atlanta, no matter what the what happens this weekend. But the go ahead, I'll, I'll take the Jaguars, and then what do they do? They play Kansas City next, probably. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, with the with the rebracketing, and it's going to be something we've I'm been discussing. I'm going to try and build a bracket for everyone as we go along. Yeah. Here. So, uh, yeah. so what he said, uh, he was going with uh, who? Jaguars first? over Jaguars. Chargers. Jaguars over Chargers. All right, okay. marvelous. And then, in the division matchup. Of course, yeah. Yeah, well, what about in this division matchup? You have Cincinnati and Baltimore. No Lamar Jackson, it looks like. So will Joel Cool make another run at it? Is it Bengals or is it the Ravens? I'll, I'll go with the Bengals on that one. I mean, it's the third time they played, just like uh, Frisco and uh, Seattle. So it's always a challenge predicting uh, when, when these teams are so familiar with each other. But I'll go with Bengals. And in... You know, in it's funny because there's another, this is what we love about Super Wild Card Weekend, there is another divisional matchup. You have the Dolphins and the Bills. What do you have? Bills. Like I say, Bills are going to the Super Bowl, but I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in the NFC side? Is it Dallas? Is it Dak moving on? Or is it Tom Brady? Yeah. I can't go against Tom Brady. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's going to win that game. They get an unearned home game. So they're going to win the game. Speaking of unearned, Kirk Cousins gets all the love in the world, but this game, the betting on start time, will determine, I think, a lot of people's betting posts. Who do you have, the Giants or the Vikings? Uh, yeah, it's a funny thing. This, this one I'm going with a lower seed, the Giants, believe it or not. Look at that, your first upset pick. Okay. Yeah. 
And in another matchup, I think a lot of people are sleeping on, but it is one that you mentioned. It is the third time we will see them. It is the Seahawks. It is the 49ers. Who do you have moving on? Well, I, I mean, it's kind of tricky because of the 49ers quarterback situation, but I'm going to pick them because they, they've been doing pretty well, even with uh, Purdy, so I'll go with them. All right, Marvelous. We will get back to you in a little bit too, so you can have a chance to think about your NFC, AFC championship games and your Super Bowl prediction. We move to Dev. Dev, we will go lightning round. Are you ready? It is time. Chargers or Jaguars? I'm going to go Jaguars. Ravens or Bengals? You got to go Bengals here. It's just pretty obvious. Bills, Dolphins. Bills, definitely. With everything going on, how do you not root for the Blue Bills? Buccaneers, Cowboys. You see what jersey I own a lot of. We're going to go Buccaneers. I'll be a Tom Brady. I mean the Buccaneers. <laughs> Giants, Vikings. I'm going to go with Marver and say the Giants here. And finally, 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm definitely torn here. I do think 49ers, but I'm I'm going to say Seahawks. Okay, okay. all right. Pick 49ers. There you go. I have a feeling I know what y'all are going to say. I like that. No, good good on you because that gives you a chance to uh, to have a team go deep if this ends up happening. And then we move in to Poly Dangerous. We'll see how dangerous these picks are here in the sports cubicle with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado. We are making our predictions for the 2023 NFL playoffs as Super Wildcard Weekend is among us, is upon us. It is here. And we have the chat, the Chargers, the Jaguars. Paulie, who are you going with? I'm gonna go with Jags. I, I just think they're riding a hot streak right now, and uh, Chargers with like you know Mike Williams possibly not being in the game, and the way Brandon Staley coached Week 18. I think I gotta go Jags in this one. Bengals. Well, can you say that word on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals and the Ravens. Who do you got, Paulie? Bengals. Bills. Dolphins. Bills. So okay, it looks like a pretty I mean, clean scene. Having the, the quarterbacks out for yeah. Miami and Baltimore, you know, so yeah, it's clean. It's chalk all the way in the AFC. Cowboys, Buccaneers. Cowboys. And I know okay. I know that's you know, the history would say, why would you bet against Tom and why would you support Dallas because they're gonna choke? I think this year the narrative turns. I think even even that it is a home game at Tampa, I think Dallas has the tools to make it work. I think yeah, you're right. Tampa down the stretch has been better. And there's, you know, uh, Dallas on the road lost four of their last uh, uh, six. Uh, Tampa at home won four of their last five. Everything points to Tampa. I got to go with the, the Cowboys on this one. I love it. Giants, Vikings. Who are you going with, Paulie? Going to the upset. I think the Giants uh, having some key defensive players back, like Xavier McKinney, possibly uh, Andre Jackson, Aziz Alizari, Leonard Williams. That could uh, benefit. They played a close game against the Vikes just a few weeks ago without those guys, now that they're going to have those guys back. And if Daniel Jones can uh, matriculate a great passing game, I think it's going to be Giants all the way. Seahawks 49ers. 49ers all the way. I just think um, the only way the Seahawks would do it if, is if they uh, Geno Smith kills that defense with just long ball. But I just think 49ers are too powerful of a team. I will go speed because we only have a few minutes left in this segment. There's never enough time when we're making predictions for the Super Bowl. I will be going with the Chargers. I will be going with the Bengals. I will be going with the Bills. I will be going with the Buccaneers. I will be going with the Vikings. And I will be going with the San Francisco 49ers. So it is time. It is time. Oh, my friends, it is time. Let us start with Polly Dangerous. Give me your NFC and AFC championship games. 
Give me your Super Bowl and give me your Super Bowl champion. All right, so my conference championship round, it's all chalk. Uh, the one and two teams on both sides. NFC, it's going to be 49ers over the Eagles. On the AFC side, Bills over Kansas City. In the Super Bowl, I've got the Bills over the 49ers. Josh Allen is going to be the MVP with the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Dev, you hear? We have one Bills. Who do you have in the AFC, AF, NFC championship game? Who do you have in the Super Bowl? Who do you have winning it all? I'll be very disappointing here, but I guess uh, I'm very uh, relatable to Paul here. So I guess for uh, Super Bowl, I'm going to start by saying it's going to be played in Arizona. I'll use Paul's you know, getaway card from last year. <laughs> but uh, so wait, for, uh, you AFC, think the Cardinals are going to win it this year? No, it's going to be played in Arizona, Mr. Oh, it's going to be played in L.A. That's why I picked the Rams. Yeah. But uh, AFC, <laughs> okay, just, I think we're going to... making sure you understood why I did it. AFC, I think we're going to definitely see the uh, Bills versus Chiefs. That's just kind of be the way it's going to go here. I got the Bills over the Chiefs, obviously. The Philadelphia Giants, actually. And then we're going to see the Bills versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And the Bills are going to win it all because with everything happened to with DeMar Hamlin, how do you root against the Bills right now? Marvelous. We have two Bills. Who are you going with? Well, I got the Bills going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I go in terms because of the way the matchups are, the Bills won't be able to play the Bengals for the AFC and then Atlanta. It's going to be Bills in Kansas City, Chalk, and it's going to be Eagles and 49ers. And I got Eagles losing to the Bills in the Super Bowl. And the Arizona Cardinals can't be in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> really, and by the way, I, I, I lost a bet. You got the word matriculate in today, Paul. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. I will bring us on home. We have three bills going in my NFC, in my AFC championship game. I have Kansas City and Cincinnati in the NFC. I have Tampa Bay, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I have. Cincinnati and Joe Burrow beating Tom Brady and his Buccaneers for the franchise's first Super Bowl win. Ladies and gentlemen, we have three Bills and one Bengals. We have a lot of fun matchups, but I think all in all, we can all agree, most of us are going to look dumb at the end of these predictions. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank my amazing co-hosts, Devin Single, Paul Shivari, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Enjoy our interview with Christian Simpson. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We got more here on the Sports Cubicle on WCPT 820 AM. It is the best time of the year. I know some people believe the 4th of July weekend is the best time of year. I know some people believe the holidays is the best time of the year. But here on the Sports Cubicle with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shivari, and myself, Mike Mercado, the best time of the year is Wild Card Weekend. And the only way to celebrate Wild Card Weekend, the beginning of the NFL playoffs, is with one of the best in the business. He covers college football, the National Football League, and everything in the middle. He's the one. He's the only. He's our friend from the Daily Blitz. It is Christian Simpson. What's up, Christian? Oh, man, man. I appreciate that intro. Happy New Year to you guys. I hope you guys all had a great holiday season. And most importantly, like I always say, thank you for having me. Of course, it is our pleasure. You're doing a lot of work. You made the big move to NYC. So yeah, you 
are going. Of course, the year you move to the Big Apple is the year Saquon, Daniel Jones, and that new coaching staff <laughs> heads into the playoffs. So many scenarios to go through. Whether mm-hmm. or not my prediction, the the epiphany I had that, oh, man, you let Tom Brady in the playoffs, and now he's got to go to Dallas and Minnesota. Why you make it so easy? Or is it the time for Josh Allen to make that next step. So many things to talk about. Christian, we're going to start with this. The initial matchups of this year's NFL wildcard weekend, everything that, that transpired now that we know that Atlanta is the neutral site that could happen between Kansas City and Buffalo, everything that happened with Demar Hamlin, here we are now. It has happened. Wildcard weekend, your initial thoughts, what caught your eye? What are you excited about this coming up weekend? You know, I think the two games that are catching my eye, obviously the first one is Dallas and Tampa Bay. You know, they open up the season two years in a row. Dallas could have beat them in 2021, but they gave that man that wears number 12 just a little too much time. And he did what Tom Brady's done throughout his entire future Hall of Fame career. This year, Tampa Bay punches Dallas in the mouth, and that was the game when Dak got hurt. So that's obviously one. I know both teams have been shaky this year. And then the other one, I'm really looking forward to the Chargers and the Jaguars. Two young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence has really taken that next step this year. It's just an amazing story where Jacksonville is compared to where they were in 2021. The whole Urban Meyer soap opera debacle. (laughs) any negative word that you want to call it. And Doug Peterson comes in and the whole dynamic of this entire team changes. And look, I'm just going to continue to say it. Coaching indeed does make a difference. An experienced coach at that makes all the difference. Dev, kind of looking, the game that really has me going is the one you say might be a little bit easier. They're going against uh, an aging Tom Brady. I guess we could even say Uh Prescott there. I mean, we saw Dak got hurt this year, but came back like no injuries there. But we know this is the kind of year where the time of the year where Tom Brady really shows who Tom Brady actually is here. Do you think he's gonna, you know, be able to make, you know, continue to be Tom Brady, or is Dak Prescott gonna be like, look, here's the stupid mistake we made last year that cost us the game. We're not gonna do that again this year. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, Devin. Tom Brady doesn't scare me like he has in years past. Look, I'm just I'm just being completely honest right here because the offensive line has problems. The offense has been very hot and cold. They've been a roller coaster team this year. Tampa doesn't put fear into you like they did in 2020 when they caught fire and got hot at the right time. And last year as well. Last year was the first full year when Brady was really on the same page with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And look, there are two pieces now that he's not going to have this year. He's not going to have old reliable Rob Gronkowski, and he's not going to have Antonio Brown. I know that's a whole different topic for another day. Look, we, we ain't going to get into that. I, look, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But let's not act like he wasn't a key piece when they won that Super Bowl in 2020. Yes, the defense is great. I think the key for Tampa Bay, if they want to make some noise, Tom Brady can't throw the ball 40, 45 times a game. They have to run that ball. I think Leonard Fournette is going to really be key, not just in this game on Monday night, but he's going to be key the remainder of the playoffs. Run the ball, and what's that going to do? That's going to force defenders to come into the box 
eight man, nine man, ten man, even an eleven man box. Sit guys on that line of scrimmage. Tom can use that play action and take a shot down the field. However, Dallas has a pretty formidable defense, and the key to beating Tom Brady is pressure up the middle. Flush him out the pocket. Flush him to the left side of the pocket because he's right-handed and force him to throw off that back foot. You got to get to him and you got to push him back before he moves the ball up the field. You know, it's interesting you say that, and we're going to throw it to Paulie in just a second, but I think one of the things I've been saying for months now at this point is Mm -hmm. what is the road to the Super Bowl for Tom Brady? And if you look at it, if the road to the Super Bowl ends up being going to Jerry world and then going to Minnesota, yeah, he doesn't Tampa. have the same weaponry. But when you really start thinking about who the quarterback on the other side is, they have to deal with that pressure. They have to be the one that goes over it. And as we've seen the last few weeks with Dak Prescott throwing the ball to the opposite jersey, to the team with the other colored laundry, and again, Kirk Cousins, for some reason, he's like a mogwai. He's a gremlin. Once you feed him past 3 o'clock, bad things happen. If the game happens when the sun is going down, we are in for a bad night for Minnesota, even with the weapons of Justin Jefferson and C.J. Hawkinson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. This is a team that is all great offensively. You could do the same thing with Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and Ezekiel Elliott. And at the end of it, it's still a bad man who wears 12 that's going to come into your building with no inclement weather, and you have to stop him while your quarterback plays his best game going into the playoffs. And that's just something I want to put a, a pin on because of the conversation we're going to have the entire playoffs. But, Paulie, you hear this talk, you hear how Devin has kind of seen what the GOAT is going to go through and how the playoffs might play through. Your thoughts, and what do you have for Christian when you first saw these playoff matchups? Well, first of all, the division winners get to play host in the first round. So Tampa Tom gets to hang out at home this weekend. Big, that's a huge thing. I mean, even even then, it's that idea of now he's got the comfort. Like he's, and when you think when you think of that, Paulie, like he may not have the skill, but think about the level of play that he is in his forties. Like he's comparable to dudes in their twenties, the prime of the league right now. And his scariest matchup is going to be Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts, but who are you putting your mortgage on? to get you to the Super Bowl if it's Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady for 60 minutes, Paulie? Uh, I would go with Jalen Hurts. And and quite honestly, I think it's like what Christian said. There's no old reliable. Tampa's limping in as the 8-9 and nine record. The, the AFC South was trash this year. You know, he's going to have that first home game. So I think it's winnable against the Cowboys. Although, I you know, I'm staking my claim on the Cowboys from the beginning of the season, get to the NFC Championship game. So... I like them, the Cowboys, in this matchup. But betting against Tom is a mistake in the way that the Buccaneers have played down the stretch. Betting against Tom is a mistake. Uh, I'll say that. The question I have for Christian, though, out of all of these matchups, though, which one seems the most likely for an upset? (sighs) Ow. Wow. So I don't see you like I see the other ones. You know, I see you and the cat. And you, know, you look <laughs> like that. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Buckets, how you been? How you been, Pa? I've been good, man. The real question I wanted to ask you is how many how many times are you going to hit the South Bronx this summer? Well, that's a few times. And, you know, the, the question I have to all three of you is, are you guys coming with me? Like, are we going to make this, uh, you know, a trip where, you know, I take you guys to the boogie down? 
Well, the future oh, NL man. Central Chicago Cubs, I, I I think I play the Yankees now that everybody plays each other. So we find our way to Yankee Yankee Stadium where Roger Clemens is the George <laughs> Stein Brothers. <laughs> okay, Paul, ask the question again. Can you ask the question again for me? <laughs> Out of all these wild card matchups, which one is the most likely for an upset? I can see the Giants beating the Vikings uh, because – Minnesota's defense isn't all that great. The Giants had their best offensive day against Minnesota. And the thing about the Vikings, yes, they won the division. They, they what, won 13 games this year, if I'm not mistaken. Their defense has a tough time getting off the field. Yeah, they won that big game against Buffalo back in November. And then look at what they do against Dallas the, the week after. They get punched in the mouth. When you hit this team in the mouth early, they don't recover. But one thing that a lot of people tend to do is blame Kirk Cousins. Kirk can only play on one side of the ball. But I think the key for the Giants to pull off the upset, Saquon Barkley, has to be great. He was great the first game, and he has to duplicate that success in the second game. Hey, I'm in agreement. I, I looked at that matchup, and I loved the Giants in that, especially they have so many great defensive players coming back. And it seems like Xavier McKinney is just itching to be covering that that Vikings pass offense. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the other thing I look at with Minnesota, you know what you're going to get from them offensively. Justin Jefferson, I think, has been the best wide receiver in the league this year. And when he hits that gritty, that means he just did something. But I get up and do the gritty right now, but I'm too comfortable. <laughs> and, but, hey, it's okay. Um, we're old. We 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 a little old nowadays. Look, man, I'm forever young, oh, but yeah, okay. I'm still in prime. Okay, all right, okay, <laughs> all right. Look, Christian, you know look. you see this matchup. You see this matchup, and I think Polly brings up a great uh, talk of. A lot of these teams rested themselves in week 18. We're preparing themselves for week 17. You know, Devin, Paul, and the marvelous one talk about all the time. Being momentum, especially in baseball, how have you been playing over the last few weeks heading into October? Well, now right. that we're here into January, we know it's 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 it, this is the time. This is when all of it has to come together. Everybody's hurt, everybody's right. injured, right. people are down to their fourth or fifth guy in the depth chart. But here we are. And you look at a matchup like the Giants and the Vikings where some dudes are licking their chops and some other guys are praying to God or whoever is up in the clouds that they are protected in that game. Mm -hmm. But when you're at this moment now in the NFC wildcard weekend and you see that type of potential upset happening, who has the most pressure to perform this Saturday, this Sunday? You could talk about Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Herbert, for example, a game that we're all excited about, something that you covered over at the website. And again, we're really proud to bring in our buddy, one of the best in the business, Christian Simpson, joining us today from the Daily Blitz. Check out the website, thedailyblitz.blog. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Paul Shavari, Devin Tingle, myself, Mike Mercado, Christian Simpson, joining us for a few more minutes as we break down Super Wildcard Weekend. Check out the latest article over at the Daily Blitz. Dot blog and it's dealing with here we go again which means it is time for herbert and for lawrence to go at it but with that in mind those two levels Dak and and brady you have kirk cousins josh allen like name them who has the most pressure this coming up weekend when we know there's going to be an upset Wow. You know, I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. They've been rolling right now. They've won 10 in a row since Brock Purdy has come in. 
They've won five games in a row. And also think about this, all three of you. Seattle's the only team that's going to see Brock Purdy twice. So they have more of a game film on him. Okay, he did this to us the first time. Now we can pressure him. We can contain him. Let's take away those weapons. Let's take away what it is he likes to do best. Um, And I I really like the San Francisco offense. Christian McCaffrey looks like a new man. It's the name. (laughs) It's the name. Look, I'm just playing. Um, George Kittle is finally healthy. Debo Samuel is the jack of all trades for this offense. But I think the guy you need to watch for within this offense is Brandon Ayuk. But Debo is their most important offensive weapon. Brandon is their best pure wide receiver because he can go up, stretch the field, go over the middle. Jimmy Garoppolo was getting him the ball. And I like the rapport that Brock Purdy has built with him as well. Like Seattle – these, these matchups that are in the division, and when you see them three times, it's tough to beat a team three times uh, in the in the regular in the in the same season. So that's one. And then the other, I'm looking at looking at the Cincinnati Bengals. Remember, this is the team that came out the AFC last year, and they have a full year of experience under their belt. They're also clicking. They're also rolling right now. Joe Burrow, that man is just so cool. Listen to how calm I get when I say that man's name, Joe Burrow. Christian, this is, I'm so glad you brought up Joe Burrow. And I think, you know, obviously, Paulie Dangerous here is our local Raiders fan. And there's a lot of stuff going on with Derek Carr. And Devin himself loves the the, the National Football League. He's a guy that, that loves Tom Brady, loves a lot of these young and a lot of these old quarterbacks that have are, are developing and maintaining and pushing this league forward. And it brings me to a guy that has been a conversation this entire time on this show on the Sports Cubicle. Justin Fields. Now he's not in the playoffs, obviously that you can't be when you're the number one pick in the NFL draft. Right. But right. Your thoughts as we kind of just take a, a detour from the playoffs and here locally in Chicago, the excitement okay. of what's going on. Kevin Warren, now the new CEO and president going to be named on Tuesday. Officially Ryan Poles has the opportunity with the number one overall pick and the most salary cap and potentially a top tier quarterback. Your thoughts that we got 18 weeks in, we saw the blueprint of the second year, this new regime with Matt Eberflus. Your thoughts on what you saw from QB1 in the lakefront? I absolutely loved it. He he plays with a lot of grit, a lot of intensity, and he became a, a, a guy who leads by example. You know, didn't really have a lot around him. And look, if you're the Bears, pay attention. Look at what the Philadelphia Eagles did. Got Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, a year later, trade for A.J. Brown. The rest is history. Look where they are right now. They're the one seed in the NFC. Look at the Miami Dolphins. Sua was having a great year before his injuries, and I'm wishing him a speedy recovery. I think I say that on behalf of all of us. But look, get him Jalen Waddle. year later, get him Tyreek Hill, and the rest is history. In order for your quarterback to succeed, you got to put the right pieces around him. Dev, before we head out, I'm going to give you and Pauly a chance to talk to our esteemed guests. It's not every day that we have somebody come up and class this place. Actually, most of our guests come and class up this place because we are three degenerates. But with that in mind, Dev, what do you got for our boy? I think I'll close it out uh, with this one here, Christian. So I was doing some reading on CBS Sports, and the Ravens and the Dolphins are have the lowest chance to win the Super Bowl. And the two teams that are tied for first are the Chiefs and the Bills. And the Chiefs and Bills can play each other next week. 
And I'm just curious here. Do you really think any of those four teams, those two teams are a total like waste or those two teams are a total guarantee or is it, it's the playoffs. These four teams have, as I hold up eight fingers, <laughs> these four teams have a shot to do anything right now. Look, this is the playoffs, man. It's a brand new season. Everybody is zero and zero right now. The regular season is behind you. It's time to put it all together. This is the reason why you go through training camp and you go through a long regular season for these moments right here. And I know Buffalo, they're going to want to bring this home for DeMar Hamlin because they're playing with a ton of emotion. I know you guys saw the start of that game on Sunday against New England. That's the reason why we love sports so much. You couldn't script that any better. I've seen so many games at Buffalo over the years, and that's probably the most raucous I think I've ever seen that crowd. And then Kansas City, remember, a lot of people kind of wrote Kansas City off this year. No Tyreek Hill. What are you guys going to do? And Patrick Mahomes just showed, look, I'm him. I'm still that man. And he's on pace to win his second MVP. And he's not even 30 years old yet. And he here's the crazy thing. He hits his prime next year. And that's going to be even scarier. Look at what he's done already. Wins the MVP his first season. Wins the Super Bowl his second season. Checks the bag his third season. Got the contract. One of the highest paid players in the league. He's been nothing but consistent. So these playoffs are going to be really interesting, Devin. Anything can happen. Paulie, I know that you're going to be all over this. Carlos Correa story, speaking of New York, heading back to the AL Central. God, it just things can't get easy for the Chicago White Sox. But, uh, of course, you're going to see what's going on with CubsCon happening in a few days. But you can check that out at Baseball Weekend Journal. But, Paulie, we are excited about Super Wild Card Weekend. What do you got for our guy Christian as we let him loose back into Gotham City? I already hit him with the the hard-hitting question and the baseball question. I guess at this point, though, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Who's your, you know, who are the teams that you would power rank at the top that you like to win it all this year? Um, I think Buffalo comes out the AFC this year. Um, I think this is their year. Josh Allen, they've already had heartbreak by Kansas City two years in a row, especially last year. I know it's been an up-and-down year for them at times, but the only way Buffalo is going to come out the AFC is if they get that running game going. If they can run that ball and take pressure off Josh Allen, they're going to be successful. You already know what you're going to get from the passing game, but now there's no Von Miller, and this is why you went and got him for the playoffs. You saw what he did for the Rams last year. You saw what he did in Denver all those years ago, sending Peyton Manning on top into retirement and eventually a Hall of Famer. Now, the others are going to have to step up. I'm sure he's still going to have a say. He's still going to have impact. He can still impact things from the sideline, and he can still kind of be that voice and that coach on the sidelines. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say Buffalo comes out the AFC and in the NFC. That one really seems like a dogfight. Um, I'm going to say San Francisco. Because San Francisco, they're built to come into the elements and play in the cold. They're physical. Physicality travels. Have a strong offensive line. They can run that ball. Defense is physical and fast in all three tiers. They have, I think, the guy who's been the best defensive player in the league this year. And Nick Bosa is probably going to win defensive player of the year. So I think we're going to get a battle of the coast. Buffalo, get out of my head, man. You had, I also thought the Giants would beat the Vikings. I have the Bills beating the 49ers in my Super Bowl prediction. I think we're in lockstep right now, Christian. 
I guess I so. Like that. I guess so. I don't like that. I don't like that you two are agreeing so much. I don't think that's safe for the world. There's already enough <laughs> turmoil going on with geopolitical stuff. We don't need Christian Simpson and Paul Shavari agreeing on football. Look, Pa, Pa, every, let them know, man. We, we've been a tandem for years, you know. A long time. Yeah, this goes all the way back drop to, the like, drop the, the, drop the mics. Drop the mics. Cut the show, mics. The Cooley and Shavari show, the Paul Shavari show. Cut the mics. Yeah. Cut the mics. Look, look, I gave, look, I gave Mr. Mercado here the legendary nickname. Sistine Chapel. That's even his name in my phone when he calls me. <laughs> and I got to give Devin a nickname now. Now, I got to think of one. I got to think of one. So, oh, Devin, see, be on the lookout. See, be careful, because then the FBI knows that you have his phone number and that becomes a whole thing. De oh, before God. we let you go, Christian, uh, we appreciate you taking so much time for us. We, you're doing amazing work and you're one of the best in the business. Uh, we want to make you. sure that everybody stays tuned to this edition of the Sports Cubicle. We did Thank make you. our official picks in the beginning of the season, all the way at September. But now wow. we get a mulligan. So we get to make our picks again a little later in this edition. Paulie already has kind of gave us a little tease of what he's looking for. My two teams that I picked in the beginning of the season are still in it in San Francisco and Baltimore, but both of them don't have the quarterback they started the season with. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see where I go in that direction. Dev is a man of chaos, so who knows which way he'll go in this super wild card weekend. But uh, Christian, where can the, the people, the millions and millions of the peoples go to check you out? Of course, you're at the Daily blog. You're doing amazing work there. Where can they find you on the website and all the socials? You can find me on Twitter at DailyBlitz underscore 61. Follow me on Instagram. Follow my personal page, which is at the football analyst underscore 61. Follow the business page as well, which is at the Daily Blitz underscore 61. Got a lot of great things coming for you. And look, I'll just shout you guys out right now. Follow my sports cubicle family. I love these guys. Look, if you can support me, you can support them as well. These are three, well, really four. Dan, Dan's not here. I'll throw Dan in there. I'll give Dan his flowers too. <laughs> look, look, man, these are four of the best men that I've come to know. Support them. They've done so much for me. I can't wait to be back on with them soon. We'll, we'll be talking as the Bears. The beloved Bears will be controlling free agency and the NFL draft. So we have plenty of times to have you on, my friend, and you'll be on with Bill Ramanowski and all the rest of us here in Chicago. But on that note, thank you, Christian. Make sure you check out his work. I know for a lot of us, most of our concentration over the last few months have been on the NFL and here locally on the Chicago Bears. I can speak for the guys here at the Sports Cubicle here on WCPT 820 AM. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado. We hope you all are having a wonderful Super Wild Card weekend. But there it is. Like, we've been paying attention to how Justin Fields has developed, where the draft status is going to be for the Bears, ending up with the number one pick after all. Who are they going to pick? Will they move down? More than likely move down. And all that encompasses that, right? It was all about the development of the team in the lakefront. And while all that was going on, there was one team 
in this city that just had people scratching their heads. And of course, it wouldn't be Chicago sports if that wasn't the case every season, no matter what the season and time of the year it is. But in this case, it's the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I have an interesting article I saw here over at The Athletic. They were first talking about, has Billy Donovan hit his ceiling as a coach, not only with the Bulls, but in the NBA? That's something we might tackle after the All-Star break, depending on everything goes down. But we also saw this video of Lonzo Ball starting to play basketball, right? Running a little bit, dunking, kind of doing stationary moves. And that in itself is a good sign. But you talk about one of the most inconsistent, frustrating teams, not only in the city, but in the sport. And because of everything that's happened with the emergence of Justin Fields and the the mistakes and criticism that we've been doing and putting on Justin as we are just also invested in that, we have not really paid attention to the new max contract man in Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan, who hasn't played, didn't play against OKC. You could see another season on those legs, whether he's going to stay here or not. What's going to happen with Vucevic's contract and the way this team has been rostered? And obviously, Lonzo Ball has been the, the spotlight of that. So I was looking at the Athletic, and they already have their midseason grades. I mean, believe it or not, it's crazy. We're already in 2023. We're in mid-January, about to hit MLK Day. So we're right there. And this is what they give the Chicago Bulls. This is a C, and this comes from Darnell Mayberry. Make sure you guys check out this article. And, of course, he wrote the one about Billy Donovan hitting his ceiling. Check it out over at The Athletic. They do amazing work over there. This is on the Chicago Bulls being graded as a C in their mid-season grades over at The Athletic. There might be no better team at being average than the Bulls. Their mediocrity has been accompanied by unpredictability. Listen to this, guys. The Bulls are 8-3 and three against Milwaukee. Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, and Brooklyn, while sporting a 0-4 record against the Magic Thunder Spurs and Rockets. And this is a team that just lost to the Spur, uh, to the, the Thunder on Friday and probably going to lose as you're listening to this to Golden State on Sunday. They are 11-9 and in home contests, so they're pretty okay at the United Center, but 4-9 in games decided by five points or fewer, and 1-4 in overtime. Chicago ranks 16th with 112.8 offensive rating and 20th with 103.5 defensive rating. Only the Pacers, Heat, Timberwolves, and Thunder own a flatter point differential than the Bulls minus 0.6. Injuries have contributed to Chicago's inconsistency. We mentioned, and and Darnell mentions here, Lonzo Ball hasn't played all season while recovering from knee discomfort following surgery. And Zach Levine didn't begin to look like himself until December. Others have bounced in and out of the lineup. And again, that's from Darnell Martinberry and uh, Darnell Mayberry. And one of the best in the business. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about his article on Billy Donovan in one of these next few episodes here on the Sports Cubicle. But that's... And, the, and, and why I was so fascinated by this is the Bulls are in another, in another way, in another generation, a new era back in basketball hell, which is this right in the middle. You are no step closer to winning NBA finals than you were eight years ago when you were trying to figure out everything post Derrick Rose, first knee injury. And when you look at the, the landscape of the NBA, it's all about whether you're already built for a title run, or you're in a position to grab a big-name player, put your team in a spot where then you could be in a trajectory to be in an NBA Finals, be an NBA Finals contender at the very least. That's not what this Bulls team is. I do not care about how well they played against Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, and Brooklyn. 
That's great. That's fun. That makes for entertainment television here in Chicago. But that isn't what's actually happening on that court, behind the scenes, all the turmoil. There's times where Zach Levine, it's being reported Zach Levine is having beef with DeMar and the rest of the team. This is not a good situation. I don't think it's dysfunctional. I don't think these guys hate each other. I don't think it's, it's anything nefarious. I just think this team has hit its ceiling. Do I think they're bad enough to end up with a 14% chance to end up with Embanyaba? I don't know. I don't think so. There are way worse teams than the Bulls. And they do have too many players, too many professional players to allow that to happen. But if we come around February or after uh, in a few weeks when Zach's deal is, be, is able, eligible to be moved, yeah, depending on where you're at, depending on the next streak goes on, depending on how many games you're behind, not only in the division, in the conference, but of actually making a actually being able to make a legitimate case that you'll make a run. Yeah, I could see them. I could see them maybe making a move. Now, what value do you get from these guys? What kind of, what kind of package can you get for a DeMar or a Zach from one of these contenders? What are they willing to give up? And again, it's no guarantee now that even if you end up with the worst record, you're going to end up with the number one pick. You know, it's the lottery and, and there's a higher percentage between the four teams, I believe. But this is, this is where they're, they're looking at. They're going to be playing Golden State as if you're listening to this. They would have played Golden State Sunday afternoon while you were watching NFL football. But it, you have that game in Chicago. Then they're in Paris to play the Pistons. You have the Hawks, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Magic, the Clippers, and to start off February, the Hornets, the Blazers, and the Spurs. Those are winnable games. But if this team, let's say, only wins two of them, goes two and eight, yeah, you might be in in a position where this team is legitimately going to blow it up. And it also sort of makes sense when you have Billy Donovan get this new deal. They missed the front office, trust him. And the one thing Billy Donovan does well is build a team, build a culture, develop. We were seeing him doing OKC. I think that might be a real direction. Whether or not you end up with the number one pick, that's its own story. But you have to figure out what you're going to do with Kobe White, what you're going to do with Patrick Williams, what you're going to do during this trade deadline with Alex Caruso, with Dragic, with Drummond, with Levine, and with the DeMar. And with the expiring contract of Nikola Vucevic, you could just see everything lining itself up for the Bulls to blow this thing up. But the frustrating part is, did they cost themselves a legitimate shot at getting a franchise-changing player? Or what a lot of people believe is a franchise-changing player in this NBA draft. We saw how the Bears played it. Did it to perfection. The art of tanking should be written by Ryan Poles at Matt Eberflus to get the number one pick this past season and still keep your fan base engaged and enthused with the quarterback and where this team might be going with this future in, in front of them. Looking so bright, even though nothing's been proven. Can the Bulls do that? Will they steer the ship right, end up in, as a top 10 team and get bounced in the first round or the play-in? All of these options are out there, but the fact that it has gone under the radar and now that we're going to have three months of, yeah, talking about the NFL draft, but they're going to be the spotlight. It's a little while away before we see teams report in, fe in February to, to spring training. So the microscope is going to be under Mark, Mark Eversley, our Turns Corner Chauvis, 
and Billy Donovan on what happens with this Bulls team and this roster and how this roster responds to all this. But we want to know your thoughts on this NBA season and more importantly, how you've enjoyed or how frustrated you have been watching these Chicago Bulls. Do you think they'd make an overhaul and trade a bunch of players or do you think they steer the ship correctly? We want to know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mercado Airwaves Network. Check out the SoundCloud on WCPT820. That's SoundCloud.com slash WCPT820. And and for any one of our interviews or anything you miss, check us out on all the other podcasts at Mercado Airwaves Network. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado. That's it for the Sports Cubicle. For Devin Tingle, Mike Mercado, Dan Marver, I'm Paul Shavari. Thank you for listening. We are on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Santita starts your morning off tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Lamar who? Who?